So one thing that people also don't do is, you know, you have some content that maybe you published like two years ago or one year ago. Okay. Every year or every six months, go and update that content. You know, Ah. put more relevant information, put new information, optimize your keywords. Today's show is sponsored by winthehourwinthedaycom where we help you, the entrepreneur, stop working so hard. Check us out, winthehourwinthedaycom Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey friends, can I do a humble brag? I just got another message from somebody today that said, Chris, you changed my life. Okay, all right, I'm downplaying. She said, Chris, you saved my life. And she's talking about working with us in the winner's circle. You gotta check it out. It's just eliminate all that grinding it out so that your business would support your life instead of consuming it. Check it out, the winner's circle in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day podcast. I am your host, Chris Ward. And today we have Palami Basu in the house and she's going to talk to us. She is an SEO specialist and SEO and content specialist. Those two are very important. Now, listen, (laughs) this may not sound interesting, but she's going to make it interesting. She's going to tell us how when we take the time and the effort to put things out, you know, whether it's social media and Google and all that stuff, how these things get found and why it's so important. Because I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, SEO can just sound like a hundred different ways that I can fail and give me a headache. So uh, I promise, or I've made Palami promise that we're going to keep this high level and not get too techy and give ourselves that instant headache I start getting when people talk to me about keywords and SEO. So welcome to the show, Palami. Thank you so much, Chris, and thank you for having me here. It's really, uh, you know, my pleasure to help out. And as you said, yes, so we will talk about SEO and content. And I promise, as I promised you earlier, to keep it as simple and as high level as possible. But at the, at, you know, at the same time, also give some constructive tips that people can sure. actually take away and put into action. And I hope it helps them. I'm sure it will. Okay. Where do you want to start? Tell us where you want to start, Palami. I think let's start at the beginning, which is a very <laughs> fundamental understanding of SEO, right? Like okay, what let's, is, let's how start at the beginning. What a good tip. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what you're right, not, not so much the beginning, but let's start with the basics. What is right. SEO? Right. So if you look at it very simply is SEO is you, so you have a business and you yeah. have your audience. And you want your website to show up in Google. And there are lots of search engines, but I'm just sticking to Google right now. So you want your website to show up in the top few searches when people, your audience is actually looking for something, right? And when they are looking, they're typing something in. So you want to show up when they are looking for whatever they are typing, right? Okay. So that is, and this is organic, by which I mean is it's not paid. You cannot pay Google. 
You can do ads with Google, which is a very different thing, and then you will be on the top. But this is about non-payment, nothing, just organic searches. Okay. So that is how that is the simplest way to define SEO, right? Okay. Yeah. So what I can uh, add to that is, um, so how does it work, right? How does SEO work, and how does Google rank you? Now, I don't think anyone knows exactly how Google ranks you. They have hundreds and thousands of factors that they consider. I think at one place I read it was more than 200 primary factors. But let's look at four key factors that Google considers when to to determine who to rank and where to rank, in which position, okay? Okay, yeah. So first is relevance. So how accurately does your website or a certain page of your website match what the user is typing? Okay, it's as simple. Okay, and that the Google understands from a lot of different factors, but that, but let's forget about that. The first thing is relevance. Secondly is how good the quality is of your page. So you okay. can have something and you can put a lot of keywords in it and do a lot of work, but if your page is not answering what people are looking for, then Google would automatically push you down. Okay. So the quality of what you write and what you put on your website has to be really impressive. Okay. Okay. Third is authority. Okay. How accurate and reliable Google thinks your page is. Okay. And again, this they determine by a lot of different factors, but one primary factor is, for example, how many websites are linking to you. Okay. So if you have, that's why when you have, Big websites like, say, entrepreneur.com or any of these, you know, small business or uh, Forbes.com, you have so many people linking to them that Google automatically thinks, hey, this is a high quality website. So Google needs to know that you are an authority on the topic that you're writing. Let me jump in here. So when we talk about websites, I know a lot of the lot of the modern trend too is like, you know, we were just doing a masterclass. So we have a sales page, which, you know, it comes from a funnel and that's different than a website. So now is it because we're being very purposeful that I'm putting that in front of a a warm audience and this is where I want them to go? Or are we really totally missing out all the time when we just only have the sales page? Well, if you have a sales, if you just have one page, one landing page, which is highly optimized for, you know, all the searches and how Google thinks, it is possible to rank high, but Google does not look at your page in silo. It looks at all the other factors. So it looks at a lot. The biggest factor for Google is linking. Okay. Okay. How many pages are linking to you? How many pages are you linking out to? So it's not a standalone page. So I would suggest that even if you do have a landing page, you have a sales page, you have a website, you put it on your website and fill the other pages with also content, which is relevant to your uh, sales page and link Ah, back to the sales page, right? The sales page is what in SEO we call, let's say the money page. Okay. Okay. So that is where your you know, your money will come in, but you need other webs, other pages that will direct Google to go to that page and get more information. Okay. If it's just a standalone page, it doesn't generate any much traction in Google. So for example, let's say, 
Um, okay. And the masterclass, we were just doing, uh, we're doing this masterclass group coaching thing. It's a, it's a new product for us. It, it uh, gives more people more access at a lower price point for help them build their win team and really be in that 60, 40 formula of 60% creation, 40% admin instead of 80, 90%. So now let's say I made the sales page for that. And then I have other pages uh, or on the bottom of the sales page, I might have, let's say, Kevin Carrington was on my podcast, or I was on other podcasts, social proofs, or I've got all these, you know, uh, high quality reviews about my podcast or different things, just showing social proof of the quality of my work. And they are linking to different things. So that will work there. And, but then I can have other pages with fillers, like, you know, maybe talking about, I don't know, my journey as entrepreneur and linking to other pages on page two, three, or four that just support what my sales page is about, but I could get some backlinks there. Yes. So there are two kinds of links that you can consider. One is internal links. So okay. where your other pages, your content pages, your about pages are linking back to your money page, to your sales okay. page. Okay. So that is internal linking. Okay. Provided yeah. your sales page. So, for, for example, your website is winthehourwinthedate.com, right? Yeah. So yeah. now your sales, this masterclass page, is it on your website? Does it have the same domain name? Does it have, for example, winthehourwinthedate.com slash masterclass? Is it something like that? Um, I didn't actually set it up. It could, it pro, it, you know what? We just slapped it up pretty quickly. I would say no, but we could have okay. it and give a direct link. Yes. So what would help is, for example, your win the hour, win the day .com, And I'm just taking your website yeah. because we're on it right sure. now. Right. So you have a lot of different pages, right? You have some content pages, you have yeah. some sales, you have some about you. So if you have those pages linking to your master class page, which is on your website, it okay. has a much higher value than if you have a separate domain and separate URL completely. Okay. okay. And this is internal links. Okay. And then you have the external links, which is the backlink, which is about other websites linking to your sales page. Okay. And it is good to have direct links to your sales page from other backlinks. But what Google really, really likes is content, okay? Which is right. why SEO and content are inseparable. Okay. So sometimes what works even better is if you get backlinks from other websites to your content page and then your content page links to your sales page because okay. then what google realizes is at the top of your priority list is providing value for the audience through content it's not sales okay right. now people some it could be that people are looking for a specific master class on sales etc but as you said you have social proof and all of that people need to trust you people right. will trust you if you have more content google will trust you if you have more content Okay, so have content pages and link it to sales pages, have external websites linking to, you can have it linking to your sales page, that's good, but also your content pages. Okay, so now I know the quality of these links and the ranking, all that matters too, but so for example, um, when I'm on other podcasts, I'm on a lot of other podcasts, does that lean into the fact that if we've got the links on one of our pages, that links into the fact that I'm an authority and that I'm linked to all these other pages? Yes. So if okay. you if you're appearing on another podcast and they are talking about you there and they put in a link to your website, to either your homepage or your content, whatever, then there is definitely high authority there. You know, Google knows that a lot of people play. Uh, sorry, uh, websites are linking back to you. But again, there is it also matters to Google who is linking to you. 
right? Yes. So that's why a lot of people do the mistake of trying to build these links. They go to Fiverr, you know, and right. you know, Fiverr.com, right? Yes, and then yeah. a lot of these freelancers and they say, oh, I can build, build hundreds of links for you, oh. et cetera. Those are all spam. Those are all no-go. I would definitely recommend against yeah. it. Okay, do not trust anyone who tells you I can give you hundreds of links in a week and I can make you rank in the top page of Google in one week. That's not going to happen. No, that doesn't no happen. you can't buy friends and you can't buy credentials. So no. not to split hairs though, but if somebody sends me a link because I was on their show and we posted on my page, really it's a link. They're not linking it to my page. I have a link about me on their page. So it's a link from me to them versus the other way around. But is that still effective? That's still worth its salt? It is, it does affect it. It is good when you link out, but it's so when you write your content and you link out to other high authority websites, Google likes that, but it's, I would say usually more important who links to you. Okay. Think of so a link, think of a backlink as a referral. Okay. Okay. So let's say you want to introduce me, you want to tell, you know, into sell me to someone or somebody wants to trust me instead of finding me directly, if you introduce me to someone, right? right and they say, hey, she's brilliant at what ah, she does, okay. right? It's exactly that. So it's a website telling Google, I trust this, this web, this entrepreneur. So that's why I'm linking out. Okay. So it's like a referral. It's like a referral. And in yeah. this case, it is better to receive than to give. <laughs> yes. Okay. Especially gotcha. for, um, Yes, but like all content pages, but you should also link out externally. Right. Right. You should also okay. have some external links, but internally backlinks are very, very important. Okay. So I interrupted you. We were talking about the four key factors. We did relevance, good quality, quality. authority. And then I dove in and asked you a bunch of questions, which just means <laughs> we're having a good time and we're unpacking your brilliance. So what's the fourth one? User experience. Okay. Right. Ah. That's why you, I, and I see a lot of websites, even from entrepreneurs, you know, they just set up a basic website, like one page, and it's not really clear. It's not presented in a nice way that you actually want to spend some time on the website. Mm -hmm. A website okay. is not just about putting up your services and saying about me. And that's it. You know, I okay. need to be able to browse through the website easily. So navigational, it needs to look good. It needs to load fast. It needs to be secure. So really a website that you would want to go back. I'm sure you've also seen some websites which you can't wait to get out of. And you know, you know so what? <laughs> Is it that. poor design or I guess it's purposeful? Like sometimes more and more, even with bigger companies, you have to dig deep and dig hard to get like a contact us number or some way yeah. to reach them. Right. And obviously they yeah. must be doing that deliberately because they've got the money, but does that not strike against them? Like, or, or it's more retention on the page because I'm there longer trying to find a gosh darn number. So it depends on the, how big the website is. Now let's say you take a website like, um, I don't know, Ikea, for example, or okay. an Amazon, right? Okay. These are such giant mega websites and they have so many people reaching out to them that unless they automate their system and they stay away as much and they ought, you know, like put up chat bots and things like that as much as possible, they will be over flooded. But right. that's fine because people will go to the website anyway. Okay. But right. if you are a service entrepreneur and your, you know, website is not that high, doesn't have such a high authority, you're still starting off or you're in the mid stages and, you know, you're building yeah. it up. I would suggest be easy to reach. Now, a lot of the reasons why people don't give put their contact numbers or their email addresses directly is because of spam. 
because right. you get a lot of these, you know, chat bot, like uh, spam yeah. emails and things like that. Right. So, but uh, again, you can put in a plugin or whatever to avoid that spam, but still just make it easy for people to at least fill up a form and reach you yeah. or, you know, just, and one good thing that works a lot because people don't want to really email nowadays is to put your social profile. So people can just reach you through Twitter, for example. Right. Right. That's okay. much safer than putting your phone number out there. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah. I don't put my phone number out mostly because I'm in meetings. Like I just not sitting the day is passed where you're sitting there answering the phone all day. Like it's not pizza. Right. Okay. Yeah. So those are the key factors. So do we want to dive into them more, but not too far, but, or do you want to tell us some of the biggest mistakes you see out there all the time dealing with this? Well, there are too many mistakes that I see <laughs> in SEO. Okay. So, you know, so, um, I think the real, the most um, important things to consider is the expectations. And I talked about this last time with you is that SEO is not something that you start working on to, today and you see results tomorrow. You've right. got to have patience and okay. you've got to put in the work. You know, people, sometimes I see entrepreneurs doing it for some time and they get frustrated that nothing is happening. It's not going up. You know, the I was reading a report the other day that said that the some of sometimes the best content on the top few searches on Google for content, for example, are three years old. Oh, okay, so the okay. more so that the more regular you are with your content and with your updating of the website and keeping it, you know, top notch, and the more patience you have, the better for you. The results will come, but you've okay. got to keep at it. If you do it, if you do like one blog post a month or one maybe it depends if it's a big blog post once is also okay. But if you, let's say you do one blog, blog post in six months and yeah. then you expect something to happen, that's not going to happen. Google okay. likes fresh content. Google likes regularly updated website. It looks at the dates actually on your website. Okay. okay? So the more, the fresher content will show up first. Okay. Right. So gotcha. one thing that people also don't do is, you know, you have some content that maybe you published like two years ago or one year ago. Okay every year or every six months, go and update that content, you know, uh, put more relevant information, put new information, optimize okay. your keywords. So keep working at it. Right. Okay. So let's say I did a blog, whatever, a year ago, and I did the five tips on building your dream team, the perfect, you know, hire for your business. I could go back. Do I change it to the seven tips or do I revisit and make change upgrade to the tips? Or do I add at the bottom and say, you know what, when I wrote this, it was really impactful, but after what's happened in the world, this is some other things I think are really important. Like which, which way does Google like it best or does it matter? Look, I think for one second, let's keep Google aside. Okay. okay. Let's look at your audience. Right. Okay. So you did you put out some tips for your audience to manage their time, do their work better, more efficiently. Right now you go back and look at it and you think, OK, what else can I add that I have, for example, that you have learned with your experience in the last year and you think will be relevant for them? OK, OK. For Google, the most important thing is the user and for right. us, too. Right. Okay. I mean, the user will what is the person who will bring us money. So the user has to be at the core. OK. So fundamentally is how much more value can you add? Okay. Which right. also translates to usually longer content. Google loves in-depth content. You know, okay. at one point you used to have these 500 word articles, which or even 200, 300 word articles, which just skims the surface. 
that does not work for Google. There are okay. billions of such pages out there. The more in-depth you can make it, the more self-sufficient a piece you can make on that uh, topic, the more Google likes it. Okay. okay. So that is how, you know, it, it, that's a generic way I understand, but that's, you know, that's one way of looking at it. The second is the more technical part, okay, which is more about looking at the keywords. What are the keywords that you, that that page ranks for? Okay. okay. Let's say you rank for a page, uh, sorry, for a keyword says, um, manage your time. Or okay, I'm just making yeah. this up, right? Sure. Right. So now you can look at, you can type on Google, manage your time, or you can type in best is to use an SEO software. I would highly recommend that. Just put it on there and see who shows, shows up. Right. Okay. Which pieces, which pages are better than you? And what are they writing about? When were they updated? Okay, why right. are they better than you, right? So that will give you an idea on how you can optimize your content more. Okay, all right. The I think this is really important stuff because I think because Google's such a beast, you kind of go, oh, you know what? I'm you know, like you you when I, anytime I've talked to someone about SEO, it gets so tech so quick that you get lost and you think you know I'll never get to it, and then you just go back to nothing is better than you give me a headache. And really you simplifying it here today, it just reminds us how important it is. But I think we often feel like, oh, the magic of Google is never going to find a little person like me or you get trampled in, in, in the big Amazon world and stuff. So simplifying it like this just refreshes. It's very basic. You want to be the answer when people key in something. And yes, so you can go back and update a blog and you can change the keywords and it's all very simple. But I think for us who are not tech inclined like yourself or don't have a passion for that, it gets really heavy really quickly. Like even when I cautioned you when we we're talking, I'm like, okay, you can't get heavy. Really, you got to keep this high road because you start talking about all these HTMLs and back, like it just gets overwhelming. So I think the simplicity of it we we forget the simplicity of it because we get lost in the metrics. Yes, which is what is which is another mistake that you know people do. For example, they inst many of my clients they have this WordPress websites and they install an SEO plugin, right? Like a Yoast or a Rank Math or whatever, and they want to get the highest scores because they think if they get hundred on hundred on that score, then they will show up in Google. It does not work that way. These okay. these these SEO plugins will just tell you, you know, whether if you put in this keyword, if you have done the certain technical things right. But right. that is a very, very small element of what you actually need to show up on Google. Okay. The most important thing is deliver value. As we said in the first, you know, four points, relevance, quality, authority. This is what Google wants, right? Now, but one thing that I would add here is it's not to get technical, but when you're doing your keyword research, and I know many people do their keyword research, is to understand the search intent. This is the word that we, this is the phrase that we use in Google. When people are typing something, what are they actually looking for? Because right. we don't type in full sentences, you know, like... Right. We just type some, put in a bunch of words and we expect Google to make sense of it and show me what I'm actually, what is in my head. Yes, right? But yes. what is in my head is not always what I'm typing. With, with spelling right? mistakes. Don't get te technical. Exactly. I didn't even spell it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Google says, did you mean this? And Google then tries to give you a bunch of search results. And sometimes you're like, 
no, that's not what I'm looking for. Okay. And then you change the search, what you type yeah. in, and then you get to where you actually want to get to, right? So yeah. when you're doing your keyword research, try to understand what are people actually looking for when they are typing this. Okay. Right. Secondly, what are the pages that are showing up on the first, let's say, five searches when somebody is typing this? Because that will give you an indication of what mm -hmm. Google thinks they are looking for. Right. Okay. So, I mean, there are different kinds of search intent, and I don't want to go into it because it again makes it very confusing. But yeah. mostly the thing to remember is if I just make it very simple, is there is informational searches and there is what we call commercial or transactional searches. So an example of information searches is how to do whatever. Okay. People are not looking to buy in this keyword. Right. They just want to know how to solve a problem. Right. Okay. And this is where your content, your blog posts come in. So you help them to under, to do something on their own. Right. Okay. And a commercial search would be something like Apple versus Samsung latest phone. Okay. So they kind of maybe want to buy, but they're digging deeper. So it's investigation into certain products. Okay. So, or for example, people might be looking for, um, let's say marketing service packages. Okay. Those are more commercial. Those are the keywords, your sales pages, your landing pages. These are the kind of keywords you should focus on. Right. But, let but me for your blog, sure. but as an entrepreneur providing a service, could it be like how to hire outsourcer, how to start your team, how to work less? So are those, does it matter whether those are information or commercial because really we're trying to solve a problem but educate them where to go next right so what you could do is usually a very good model that works is you have um your you have a sales page dedicated to a course or something that you're selling mm. but oh, you have a piece of content also on the same topic right now you optimize your content page more about how to da 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 and yeah. then you link it to your sales page, which is more optimized for the commercial page, for the commercial right. keywords. Okay. So I, really I, understanding the search intent right. is very important. Okay. And I actually, we do that and I know that, but when you split the categories into two, I got lost. I was in your world. And I was like, I don't know which way to go. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> there are actually makes four, sense. but I didn't mention the other two. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you can mention the other two quickly if you want. We got a few minutes left. We can whiz through them. Okay. So the other two are, well, basically one is what we call navigational. It's like, okay. you know, you want to find the website that you visited before, or um, you put IKEA in Google, okay. which means you find the IKEA website, you're just not sure which thing. So it's, okay. it's usually branded, okay? It's okay. usually good websites that you're just looking to go back to, navigational. Okay. So those are okay. not, if, especially if you don't have a big website, those are not, um, you know, that relevant. The other kind of keyword is transactional, which is where this is your buy, buy a okay. product, sale, where do I buy this, outlets okay. that sell this, discount, coupon. This is all when people are at the end of their customer journey, they want to mm. buy okay. and they're looking exactly for that place. There's just no more information or inv those, those stages are over. Okay. Right. I got you. Yeah. So that is something also that you can put on your landing page, but for service entrepreneurs, it's not that relevant because you can say buy your course, but usually you say sign up for the course, mm. right? You don't say buy this course, right. but um, for product entrepreneurs, those are more relevant. Okay. Boy, oh boy. 
That's awesome. Okay. I don't, I don't need, I, I think I need to go lay down, but, and this thing is, I think what it is, is you did really help and you brought clarity. And I, you know, I was hesitant about this. People have to work really hard to get on my show because I want you guys to really have solid takeaways, solid, solid takeaways. And you guys are fantastic. You're constantly giving me reviews and telling me exactly what you like. And I read every single one of them. I am so thankful when you take the time to fill that out. And people tell me all the time that they love when they listen to the show and they get solid takeaways. And Palami, mostly because you're so smart, I thought, oh, I don't know about this because you just deep dive really quickly. But it was really a good overview because you get so lost in the metrics and the analytics and the Google being this big, scary monster that you just forget common sense. Like you start diving deep and you forget where you, where you started. Right. So I think this was a really fantastic refresher to remind us what, for me, what I would say, like, I did know that, but I was putting it in the wrong category or some things I knew, but I forgot I knew. And other things it's like, Oh, if you recycle this or redice this, that's a whole brand new bucket of knowledge. So, so awesome stuff. Thank you so much. Where can people find more of your brilliance? Well, there is my website on which I write a ton of blog posts. And those yes, are usually I bet you do. Like <laughs> in depth, usually yeah. in depth. So I would suggest like if they have any questions, because I also try to make it, you know, when I write a blog post, I try to make it sim simplified into questions like, okay, how can I do this? Where do I find that? And I try to simplify okay. it. Maybe it's not as simplified as people want, but... It's a start. And of okay. course, and if they have any questions, they can just connect to me through my website. And I'm on social media, all kinds of social media. So okay, we will make LinkedIn, sure your links Twitter, are my, well, and Pinterest. We will make sure your links are in the show. And we thank you so very much. And everyone else, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you very much, Chris. It was really good being here. Hey guys, hop on over to freegiftfromchris.com. That's free gift, G-I-F-T, from Chris, K-R-I-S, dot com. We are constantly putting goodies in there so that you guys can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.